You're saving for retirement, and that's good. As the big day gets closer, the question becomes, where do I stash my retirement savings? On today's show, we'll cover some ways to save that can make a positive difference in your retirement. All that and so much more on Elevate Your Wealth. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome in to Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business for these two, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week, it is always about retirement. And let's just dive right in, guys. We're going to give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. We'll tell you about that as we move through the program. As we drive down this road to retirement, guys, maximizing our savings and continuing to grow that nest egg, it's always on our mind. That's what we want to do. And we wanted to kind of go over some places that you can stash your savings, you know, that offering up some guaranteed growth as well. So, Mark, let's start with this next one. And we're going to here's the A word again, fixed annuities. And just before I talk much about annuities, I just I think all the listeners might be a little concerned about uh, the bank collapse down in Silicon Valley uh, Bank, and it's on everyone's mind. And boy, this really highlights what Casey and I have been trying to shed light on for a long time. It's either guaranteed or it's not. Can you imagine having your bank shut down and all of a sudden you can't go get any money out, right? Uh, now, they're going to be covered by the FDIC up to $250,000, but that's why planning is so critical. And I know it's on everybody's mind. We're thinking about it. We're talking about it in our office. And so uh, today's show, I think, is really going to help everyone to think about maybe a little more safety than normal. I think Casey's even got a thought about this. Yeah, you know, this actually hits uh, pretty close to home for me and a good friend of mine. He works for a company that had some money at SVB. Um, and he, he texted me, um, after that all kind of hit, they had a call for the company and all company call. And essentially they had a hundred million dollars at SVB, um, that, that, that was wow. their nest egg that was sitting there. And, and now that money is, you know, um, at, at the minimum in flux, um, if yeah. not potentially gone. And so, um, there's a lot of things to be considered there and, you know, we're more considered about retirement, right, Mark, that's what we're talking yeah. about. So at the end of the day, that's that's more what we're focused on, not necessarily these big companies, but it does start there and it becomes complicated. Well, so, I, I was just going to jump in, guys. I mean, this this is what people are focused on uh, when yeah. things like this happen. They tend to have a ripple effect, if if yeah. not uh, with other banks, but especially in the minds of investors and people out there that are getting ready uh, for their retirement and they're socking their money away and everybody's got questions. So. You know, we're here to talk retirement. We're here to, uh, you know, give some suggestions on on how to go about mm-hmm. it and where to put your savings so you can get some guaranteed growth, but also have, you know, some safety there, uh, some, in, some insurance. So fixed annuities, Mark, let's start right there. Yeah, and I can't uh, overemphasize. There's a lot of people that might have a negative view of annuities. We, we talk about the A word, right? And a lot of people, you, you bring that up and they just, oh no, you can't do an annuity. It's a bad investment. Well, what I will tell you, every pension plan in the United States is an annuity. Uh, Social security is an annuity. Annuities can provide an income stream that no other financial product can do. I can't ladder bonds or CDs and have, when that account goes to zero, that's the end of income. 
But with an annuity, that's not the case. When that account value goes to zero, if it is an income annuity, that payment's going to continue for life or a period certain, depending on what you set up. But I, I liken annuities because they really are private pensions. You know, in order to, you know, fund an annuity, you're going to have to put up a chunk of money. And when you do that, it's going to continue to grow if you're not needing to turn income on right away. So if we just leave that money alone, these annuities will never drop in value like what we're seeing in so many 401k plans today. Uh, the average 401k last year lost 20, close to 23% of its value. That cannot happen inside a fixed or a fixed indexed annuity. Now it could happen in a variable annuity, which is a type of annuity we don't ever recommend. So it's really not uncommon to see annuities with a lot higher guarantee level uh, than you know what the minimum uh, a lot of contracts uh, can call for. Now, despite being low risk, uh, fixed annuities can really have some decent returns. We can tie money to the Russell 2000 or NASDAQ or the S&P 500. So the ability to have a decent return can happen inside annuities. So when you hear all these negative things about annuities, please consider the source. Now, what's another big tax advantage? Well, we know if it's what's known as non-qualified money, that would be money that is after tax. If you, let's say, take money from a CD that's in a bank, that money's going to be taxed, right, each year, even if you don't spend it. But if you move that money into an annuity contract, you're going to start to defer the taxes on that money until you take a withdrawal. So annuities can really be a wonderful tool when it comes to doing some tax planning. So again, I just want to emphasize annuities can be a powerful, wonderful tool if used in the right situation. It shouldn't be used in all situations, but there is a definite place for annuities in a solid income plan. Starts with a conversation. You're listening to Elevate Your Wealth, powered by Elevated Financial Management, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Again, places that you can put your money, uh, you're headed towards retirement, uh, you want to maximize the savings, you want to continue to grow that nest egg, uh, and these are places that you can put it and it's basically it's guaranteed growth and there's some safety there so fixed annuities uh casey this next one it seems quite obvious i mean you've got your retirement account use it absolutely you know there's tax breaks uh, the potential to earn a lot more than a savings account uh, inside of a retirement account and there's a diff couple different types of retirement accounts right most folks are familiar with them but we'll talk about them a little bit 401k ira uh, 403b 457 plan so there's different options there but uh, just taking advantage of what's potentially available to you uh, one thing we'll note is that in a retirement account um, inside of a 401k, you may have a company match. So you're not only getting your contributions, but you're also getting some other money that otherwise you would not have contributed to your account. So there can be a big benefit in that regard. Uh, from a safe perspective, it's all about where we're actually making the investments inside of the 401k. Um, that's really the consideration because you can be very aggressive inside of a retirement account, um, but you can also be very conservative. There's some uh, Short-term volatility is definitely to be, to be expected, especially like in the market that we're in now. Um, and so we really have to position those investments accordingly. Uh, inside of a 401k for 2023, you can contribute $22,500. Um, if you're over the age of 50, you can contribute an additional $7,500. So that's $30,000 a year that you can put away and have invested growing for your future. 
Um, and so there's there's things to be considered that there's tax benefits as well, that tax deferral, pushing off those taxes in, to, until you take the money out, uh, which can be a great thing, but there's also some other tax uh, things to consider as well. We'll get more into that, but it's just something that y- you want to be aware of what the investments are inside of your retirement accounts. If you have a traditional IRA and you're working with an advisor, how are they situated? That's the big question. What type of risk are you taking? That's something that you really want to have the answer to. Going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management, meet with Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, their entire team, and, and talk about your retirement situation. Uh, you know, very uncertain times right now. And again, places that you can put your money uh, with some security, uh, also some guaranteed growth. Uh, you want some safety. So we've talked about fixed annuities, your retirement account, you know, fund those. And we love Roths, Mark. I mean, Roth, Roth, Roth. Yeah, exactly. The The beauty of the Roth, right, is tax free on the back end. And that can be such a powerful tool when you're planning your income stream in retirement. Now, the question is, how can they be funded? Well, if your company plan, we're, I'm recommending to all my Boeing clients, if they have the Roth option, go into the Roth side or the after-tax side of that plan inside the 401k if you're fortunate enough to have that in a plan. We can also make spousal IRA contributions. Even if the spouse doesn't work, we could pay into a Roth account uh, for them, and we could we could set that up. We can transfer money from other account. If it's a Roth account, it can be transferred. It'll always stay Roth. So you would go Roth to Roth. You could either do what's known as a direct rollover, or you could do a direct transfer. But there are differences in the types of uh, way you move that money from one trustee to another. What about rollover contributions? You can do that. And probably one of the biggest ones right now that we're seeing a lot in our office is those that want to convert money uh, from their maybe possible taxable plan, but they want to convert it to a Roth. So that's something that needs a little bit of planning. We need to keep you in the right tax bracket, but paying tax at a known rate right now can be a very, very powerful tool when it comes to uh, tax planning, which we believe is critical to any good plan. Places to stash your money. Again, you're headed towards you know your retirement. You want that nest egg to be safe, but you want it to grow. So fixed annuities, again, take a real good look at your retirement accounts, stock those full, and then also the Roth IRA. Guys, we have a limited time here, so let's go ahead. We're going to open up five calendar positions uh, for next week. What's going to happen for these five callers? Well, those first five callers that take advantage are going to get a complimentary written financial plan put together by our team of certified financial planners. And that's really the key. Um, Over the course of years of doing this, evaluating thousands of plans and putting things together for other retirees, for clients that we've got, we've realized that that's what you need to have a successful uh, retirement is to have a written plan. And so with that, we'll talk about the risk that you're taking in your accounts, what your income's going to be. Can we add income sources? We'll consider taxes like we've discussed today. What type of safe investment choices do you have? All things that retirees need to know. So don't hesitate to pick up the phone. All right, we've got five spots. Here's the number to call to grab one right now. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Call it now. 866-668-3625. In the first segment, well, we offered up some places to put your money, uh, your retirement dollars that's safe. Now we're going to talk about in this coming segment of where you don't want to put your money. That's coming up next.
Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stempson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business between these guys. And again, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are fiduciaries. They also have a wonderful resource website. Check out EFMNW.com. That's all letters, EFMNW.com. Again, you can find links to the TV show, all radio shows and podcasts for them. You can listen and watch your heart's content. Plus, it's just a great resource website for you. So parking your retirement money, it can be a challenge. We talked about, you know, where you should park it, some some good spots where you can keep it safe and let it grow and let that nest egg, you know, build up for you. Now we're going to talk about some things that you probably want to kind of steer clear of as far as that growth aspect, because your money's not going to be doing much in these. So the first one, Mark, is believe it or not, you know, outside of an emergency fund, it's your savings account. I mean, that's it's death's door when it comes to making money. Yeah, that's uh, what you mentioned something so important. It's hard to stay ahead of inflation if we're ultra conservative and use, you know, mainly just checking and savings accounts, that's really going to hurt us when it comes to inflation planning. But we do believe that we call it our yellow money or what we know is known as bank inventory money. We know that emergencies are going to happen. We call that life, right? Things are going to happen. So we need to have some money set aside uh, that we can immediately go and grab and, and, uh, maybe fix our car or, uh, you know, we need a new uh, furnace, uh, whatever the case may be, we might need to have some money. And we try and plan clients to have at least anywhere from six to 12 months of savings, uh, you know, savings that we can immediately draw on. And, and as we just talked about with the bank failure right now at SVB, uh, how big is that uh, right now when you think about planning and how much money I keep especially in some of these smaller banks right now. We know that right now, some of the big banks, it's not a good return on our investment, right? It's, but I will say that CD rates are increasing. So savings rates are going to go up a little bit, but some, some banks are offering maybe one-tenth of 1%, uh, maybe just a little bit more. But if you think about it, if that was the interest rate on $100,000, uh, and it was one tenth of one percent. You're going to earn ten dollars on a hundred grand for a year. Ten bucks, uh, exactly. How's that going to work out for you when it comes to inflation, right? So we know that um, we, you could take some of that money, and here we go with the A word. But some of that money going into annuity, you could quadruple that return uh, by using annuity versus a bank, and yet have the safety that the bank provides. So these are just some of the things that you want to talk about and a written plan will help you to achieve. Talking about places, you know, early on in the show where you can put your money and it can do some good for you. Now we're kind of talking about places to kind of steer clear of, uh, you know, Casey, this next one, you know, Mark mentioned that CDs are getting a little bit of a bump, but CDs and money markets uh, really take a good look there. You may not want to put your money in there. Yeah, you know, it is one of the safest ways to invest your money, but the rate of return is is usually minimal. Uh, things have been getting better, as Mark mentioned, like you just brought out, Morgan. And so that being the case, it, it can be worth it to look at them. But what we'll say is that it's it's also worth it to look at uh, all of your investment options in the, in the safe category, uh, because a fixed indexed annuity or a fixed annuity, I should say, can provide you a potentially a higher rate than a CD would. And so it's really just about exploring your options um, it, it can be a very safe place. And as Mark mentioned, we do want to 
protect those funds. And that's what we're talking about today is, is uh, making sure that our money is going to be there to take care of us. Uh, we've taken care of it all of these years building for retirement, but it needs to be there to take care of you in retirement. And one of the ways that, uh, or one of the things that I think is so important here is maybe we can illustrate it like this. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but uh, I had a client who came to me and uh, he had all of his money in his 401k invested in the market uh, before Trump was elected. And when Trump became elected, he decided he was going to pull that out and leave it in cash. And he has sat out. He sat out of the entire run up uh, during the time that Trump was elected and even into the Biden administration because he was so concerned and didn't know what to do. And so what we're really trying to highlight here is that there has to be a balance. We don't want to take so much risk that we're overexposed to the market, mm -hmm. but we do have to find somewhere safe but we can't be so conservative that we don't gain anything either. And so that's what we're talking about. CDs can be a great thing. Money market accounts can be a great thing. But when we look at your overall nest egg for retirement, there should be some level of risk involved to make sure that it's growing for the future. And that's really where a plan comes in, uh, is making sure that we have different buckets of money accomplishing different things. Some is very conservative. Some can be more aggressive because we don't need those dollars for a few years. And so savings accounts, CDs, not the best place to invest our money for the future, for 10, 15, 20 years from now. That could be a great place for the short term, but we have to have something with some more growth potential, especially when we look at inflation like it is right now. Starts with a conversation, folks, having that plan, working with professionals that do this on a daily basis, somebody that can go over the what if scenarios with you when it comes to your retirement. You know, elevate your wealth. That's what we do each and every week. We talk retirement. Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We're going to open up some spots on the calendar with elevated financial management, the power behind this program. And these are no cost. No obligation, no pressure. Kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process. Right now, talking about some things, you know, places that you might want to move your money out of or at least be concerned and make sure you have a plan. Savings accounts, you're not getting a big bounce back there. Uh, CDs, money markets, a little bit better. Uh, but again, have that plan uh, and know that your money is growing possibly somewhere else. Uh, but now let's just ask you some questions. Mark, this one's for you. Other than banks, I mean, where should I keep my money? Yeah, I just want to maybe echo what Casey just said, because I literally just had a couple of Boeing clients, a husband and wife that just the wife is retiring. Uh, the husband retired seven years ago and he admitted point blank. He put everything in the stable fund in 2008 when the collapse happened, the financial crisis we had. And he just said, Mark, I kind of blew it because I missed, you know, basically a 13 bull year bull run. So it hurt a little bit. Now he, his money was safe, but he didn't grow it near what he could have. He could have come close to possibly doubling that money. Had he, had he done some planning with that. So I just wanted to share that with our listeners. So we know when it comes to protecting our money, we've talked about banks a little bit, but another place that we can go if we want real safety is to consider U.S. government securities. Now, a few years ago, we even had the U.S. Uh, bonds get downgraded, uh, but hopefully that's never going to happen again. But these investments with government securities are considered the safest in the world. And why is that? Well, we know it's backed by the faith and paying power of the U.S. government. So they are among the safest that we can put money into. But there are some other things that we can look at. Uh, dividend aristocrats. Now, maybe somebody's hearing dividend aristocrat. What the heck is that? Well, if you have a dividend paying stock, that's going to fall into that category. So, uh, you know, if you want, you know, 
returns from uh, blue chip companies uh, and that are paying good dividends, uh, that's a good place that you can look at. Real estate can be a good investment. We have a lot of clients that are heavy into real estate investing. But with both of those, you have to have a little bit better risk tolerance. So if you do, um, these type of things can be a real important part of your puzzle. But again, as Casey and I always mention, it's going to come with a plan. Your situation is unique to you. So please put together a plan so that your retirement isn't going to turn out to be just a fairy tale. All right. Next question up is for Casey. And Casey, this is uh, very timely with everything that's going on with the banking system. What types of accounts are insured by the FDIC? Well, it's a pretty straightforward answer. So there's checking and savings, uh, but FDIC insurance also covers money market accounts and certificates of deposit. Outside of that, there is no coverage. So when you talk about an annuity, when you talk about mutual funds, stocks, bonds, those are not covered by the FDIC. That doesn't mean that they're not potentially good investments for us, but we have to understand that there is that risk involved. There's no FDIC insurance to back that up. And so something for us to be well aware of. And in addition to that, the question really becomes, how much should you keep in low risk investments, right? That's that's really the thing that we want to consider. And what we'll say is that that's, it's, it's a one-on-one question, right? That is a, a question that has a very unique answer for each person because each person has a dis- different risk tolerance. And so some folks are going to naturally have more in low-risk investments because they're more conservative. Um, but at the same time, uh, that's where have, having an advisor that can help you balance that out and talk about some taking some um, specific types of risk, risk that can help grow for the future it can be very important. Some folks are going to have very little in low risk investments because they're more aggressive. But again, we have to strike a balance. And that's really what we're talking about. Uh, If you're listening to our show today, that's really what we want to highlight is having a balance, having a plan, having something um, that you can call an audible with as markets and things start to adjust. We have five calendar positions with elevated financial management. We're opening those up right now. Mark, what's going to happen for these five callers? Yes. And so what we're doing is we're going to provide a total written plan for you. And this is a plan that's put together by certified financial planners. And so, and we're going to look at your tax strategy. How, how are taxes being taken care of inside your plan? What about cash flow analysis? That's one of the things that we want to make sure you have enough cash flow. Uh, What about your health situation? What are we going to do as far as any long-term care planning goes? Then we're also going to be sure that we look at, if you have children, what type of legacy planning are you trying to do? But again, your situation is so special and unique to you. It needs to be designed like that. So please don't hesitate to call and let's put together a solid written plan that you can count on through all of your retirement. All right, we've got five spots. Call now, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. No cost, no obligation, and again, no pressure. 866-668-3625. If the Federal Reserve changes interest rates, it could really impact the portfolio. So coming up, we're going to talk about how to protect your investments from the changing interest rates and defend that nest egg.
Welcome in Elevate Your Wealth. Mark Stimps and Casey Elkins are your hosts. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Want to remind you that Mark and Casey, they are fiduciaries. It's all about retirement planning. So let's get into this. We, we mentioned the Fed, so here goes. Will the Fed continue to adjust interest rates and to try to curb inflation? Yes, most agree that's probably going to happen. And what does that mean to someone just about to retire? We wanted to break it down uh, just so you know what it could mean. So Casey, let's start. Let's just start basics. What is the Fed supposed to do? So they have three goals um, that are given to them by Congress. Number one is to promote maximum employment. Number two is to have stable prices. And then three, moderate long-term interest rates. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So one way to do that is by adjusting short-term interest rates. That's how they can have an effect. So if economic growth slows, if unemployment rises, the Fed can cut interest rates to make borrowing cheaper. And the intention there is to encourage companies to invest in projects, hire employees to uh, complete those projects. And so that's one way that they can boost the economy. Now, we've all experienced that for quite some time with very, very low interest rates. You could see that things were doing very, very well. But at a certain point, that starts to have a negative impact on pricing, right? So there has to be some level of a trade. Thus, why we are where we're at now. Um, and so, you know, it all depends on kind of where things are at, what they're going to use, how they use those tools. But ultimately, at the end of the day, those are the three goals, um, maximum employment, stable prices and long term interest rates. That's what they're focused on. Elevate your wealth. We're talking Fed interest rates, how that's going to impact retirement. And again, just so you know, so what that Fed is, and certainly Casey did a nice job there. Mark, what about this? How did changing interest rates impact my investments, but also inflation and the big old economy? Yep. So what we've been seeing this past uh, year is the economy was growing fast, which can be a good thing, but now it's caught up and it, it's turning into a negative. So what the Fed begins to be really concerned about is rising inflation. And boy, have we seen that. I mean, I just went to buy a, a bag of frozen blueberries that last year was $8.98. And I just paid $16 for the same bag of blueberries. So, you know, that you're, you're talking 100% increase. And that was just in, like I said, blueberries. So they're, they're trying to curb this by raising what's known as the Fed rate. That is the, the cheapest money from bank to bank. So as they raise those rates from bank to bank, it's going to affect our credit card rates. It's going to affect the rates that we pay on for mortgages. We know mortgages have gone up dramatically. So if you're trying to buy a house right now, it's, it's hurting a lot more than it was a year ago. So as these borrowing costs go up, it's going to prevent a lot of businesses from wanting to borrow and invest. It's going to slow the economy down, which is what they're trying to do. Uh, but when you do that, you're not going to be hiring, right, as many employees. And lower incomes is going to reduce consumer spending. But there's a balance, and usually it's like a bell curve. And it doesn't always go the way that everybody plans. And, but they are trying to slow inflation down because we can't keep going at a double-digit pace because if that ends up happening, mm -hmm. none of us are going to have enough money to pay you know, basic bills. We could be looking at Venezuela all over again, but it could be happening here. Yeah, put that in your 
$18 frozen blueberry bag. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I tell you, folks, uh, you know, just talking about the Fed and what they're trying to do, what they're trying to do to help us, you know, with this inflation. So we've all been to history class, right? High school, college, and all the teachers, they, they end up saying at some point during the class, you know, if we, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Well, we've been repeating this uh, for a while. So, Casey, you know, what can we learn from how the Fed has handled past financial crises? Well, we can uh, we can understand what to expect. I mean, that's really what it is. And I I think if there is one thing that we can take away from this is don't fight the Fed. Um, that that really could be the theme of what we're talking about right now. And so we, we want to understand um, what the potential is of what they're going to do, how that's going to affect us. That's what we're talking about today. Um, and so if we look back at the Fed's actions uh, leading up to 2007, 2008, they had cut, in, cut interest rates to revive a struggling economy, right? And, and we understand that, right? We were there. We, were, we, we recall why they did that. It was a good thing. But as the economy recovered, they raised interest rates nine times between 2015 and 2018. And when we have consistent rate hikes like we do now, we're not out of the woods. That's, that's really what we need to take away from this. And uh, now is the time to consider alternative investment options, things that can be done to protect what we have that aren't going to be negatively impacted by rate hikes. Um, the Fed has to be very hawkish at the moment to deal with what's going on. As Mark just mentioned, um, inflation is so high, they have to do something to fight that. That is one of their main goals, is to make sure that inflation doesn't go out of control. And if they weren't raising interest rates, we could all look at them and say, you're doing nothing about it. And so they have to fight this. Um, and we need them to fight it, but there also has to be a balance. There's a lot of clocks ticking right now, mm -hmm. a lot of clocks that the feds have started. Um, and they're uh, potentially all going to come to a head at some point. And so we want to make sure that we understand how it's going to affect our retirement. That's the key. This portion of the program, Elevate Your Wealth, we're focusing on the Federal Reserve, the change in interest rates, how it's going to impact your portfolio, how it could impact your portfolio. Uh, listen, we've got opportunity for you to get on the calendar with Mark, Casey, and the team at Elevated Financial Management, and it's no cost. It's no obligation. There is no pressure, and this is an opportunity to talk about your situation when it comes to retirement planning. Maybe you have not started planning. Maybe you're in the middle of something, and you need that second opinion. Uh, Maybe with all this conversation about inflation, the economy, uh, the Fed rate, you really need a kind of a almost like a checkup on what's going on in your portfolio. The opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management, it's here. You can call and book at any time. We have five positions available for this portion of the program. Call now, 866-668-3625. Again, 866-668-3625. Take advantage of that. Grab one of those spots. All right, so continue with the Fed rate. Uh, and also the conversation, what that's going to mean for your portfolio uh, and, and the ups and downs. Again, we've been talking about it, uh, and it's just important to understand how the changes in the interest rates are going to impact the components that are in your investment portfolio. So there are a lot of these guys. So let's run some of these down. Mark, the impact of interest rates on bonds. Yep. So we've been talking about the interest rates and how they work on bonds. And I just like all our uh, listeners to think about a teeter-totter. So as interest rates rise, the value of bonds drops, which is not good in the bond world. We want interest rates to either be declining or staying flat. And right now, it's rising. So bonds are not a good alternative right now. In fact, they're going to be troublesome for a while now. So keep that in mind. It's an inverse relationship. Just remember the teeter-totter. Now, 
newly issued bonds are going to have a higher coupon rate, right? But, you know, depreciating the value of low coupon bonds that are going to get issued when low interest rates are occurring. So when interest rates fluctuate, you've got to really look at what they're doing. Are they moving up or down? But we know that not all bonds are affected in exactly the same way. Bonds with a shorter maturity are going to be less sensitive to what we call interest rate risk than a bond with a longer maturity. So the longer that bond goes out, the more it can be affected uh, positively or negatively by interest rates. And so that's something that we want to really pay attention to because bonds can really be a problem when interest rates are moving like they are right now. So when interest rates fall, here's what's going to happen. Bond prices are going to rise, right? Interest rates are falling. Bond prices will rise. They're going to help us when it comes to mortgage rates. We know they're going to decrease. Uh, Usually potential stock market gains when interest rates are rising. Uh, We're going to have lower rates on savings and CD accounts. And one thing to to really keep in mind uh, is with interest rates uh, rising like they are, it's going to be really troublesome to get a, a, a mortgage right now. Well, let's let's jump to that, Casey, and you can jump on when they do rise. I mean, the interest rates are going to go up and also how changes in interest rates impact other items in the portfolio. But first, when they go up. Yeah, and it's really just the the opposite of what Mark just said, right? Bond prices fall uh, when interest rates rise, Uh, the rising of mortgage rates. So mortgage rates go up, which makes it harder to loan because you can't afford the payment for the same house. Uh, The the house is the same, but the cost of uh, purchasing it has essentially gone up because your interest rate is higher. Uh, There's the potential for stock market losses um, and then higher interest rates on saving accounts and CDs. So we see that there's an ebb and flow, right? And and that's really the point that we're trying to make, again, uh, going into the fact that we need to have a plan. Um, And so, you know, we've really got to understand that and how those interest rates impact other items in your portfolio. Uh, An increase in the Federal Reserve interest rates could lead to a higher annualized percentage yield or APY uh, for savings and CDs. And so that's a good thing. I mean, that's that's a great option for us. If we have a safe option um, and we can get a higher rate of return. Now, what that higher rate of return is, is the question, right? But at least we have that potential. Uh, interest rates on CDs and saving accounts are generally uh, cheaper after rate hikes and they're less favorable after rate cuts. Um, and so that being the case, if, if we can only get a very low return on a safe investment, that begins to make the stock market look more appealing. So when those rates get cut, we can't get as much of a return. And so folks will look to the stock market and they're willing to take that risk. Um, and so what this really all boils down to, um, I'd say if there was one key takeaway, is that we have got to have a plan. That's what it is. And it's a four-letter word, but it's a good four-letter word. We have got to have a plan, right? Uh, something comprehensive, something holistic, a written plan, something that will help preserve your retirement savings. Tell you, folks, plan, plan, plan. So let's uh, let's plan to open up the phones. we got five spots on the calendar. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, for the first five callers, uh, we are putting together a written financial plan, something that you can count on for the future. And so with that, we're going to talk about the income that you currently have and if there can be any income sources added to that. We're also going to talk about the taxes in your portfolio. Um, What are you paying in taxes? What's your future tax burden look like? Is there anything that can be done to lessen that? Uh, And then we'll also talk about health care. 
uh, long-term care, Medicare, all those things that come up for retirees. As you approach retirement, you'll realize that there's lots of questions that you have that you didn't have when you were 40 years old because retirement is its own aspect of financial planning. And so with that, again, it's a written financial plan put together by our team of certified financial planners. All right, we've got five spots. Call this number now. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625. Again, 866-668-3625. That'll get you one of the five available. 866-668-3625. When we come back, it's time for question and answer. We'll hear from Tacoma, Bellevue, Seattle, Auburn, and Federal Way. your wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their golden years, their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week we hit the topics. Each and every week you're going to have questions about your own situation and we give you an opportunity for action. There are five positions available on the calendar for this portion of the program and these are no cost, no obligation, simply no pressure. See where you are in your planning process. Maybe you haven't started planning or you need that second opinion. Those five spots are open now and you can book at any time during the segment by calling Calling 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Q&A. Tacoma. First question up, Casey, goes to you from Frank. And here it is. I am in the phase-out range for Roth IRA. My spouse and I both contribute to Roths. Now that I am in the phase-out range, I don't want to deal with the hassle of excess contributions each year. Does it make sense for me to split my 401k into some Roth and some traditional contributions, or would it be better for me uh, for taking the tax deduction for the full amount of the 401k as traditional? Uh, that's a good question, Frank, and I, I think you're not the only one in a circumstance like that, and definitely something to consider. Uh, I'll say this, that when it comes to Roth versus a 401k, I think that most planners are, are that, that deal with taxes anyways are going to give you the idea that uh, having more in a Roth account is the better between the two choices. Um, and so that's the way that I would lean, but I'll, I'll just kind of caveat that comment with this. Uh, if you are in a, a particular tax bracket now, if you're going to stay in that same tax bracket in retirement or possibly go up in retirement, um, then that would make a lot of sense contributing that money into a Roth account. If you're going to lower your income tax bracket in retirement, that's something to consider. So uh, it's really hard to answer this 100% one way versus the other. But I will say that I, I, I prefer to see as many clients as possible have as much as possible inside of a Roth account because we don't know what taxes will be in the future. We know that tax uh, rates or tax increases are coming. Um, and so we've got to understand that and we want to we want to know how that's going to affect us. So the less that we can pay in taxes overall, the better. I think most folks are going to agree with that. Uh, but what it really boils down to is that there are a couple of things that maybe I'd like to clarify with you. At the end of the day, if I just had to answer the question just as it is now, I would say having more in the Roth account versus a 401k or a traditional IRA or whatever tax deferred account that is, it'd be best to have 
uh, as much in the Roth as you can get. Elevate your wealth question and answer portion of the program, of course, powered by Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. Next question up, Bellevue, the location. Ben is there. Mark, I'm going to throw this one at you. I keep hearing it's a great time to invest in bonds. Did I miss the boat or is that still true with the market and the current economic climate? Well, not only did you miss the boat, but that boat is sinking. Um, <laughs> right now, we would tell you with interest rates rising like they are, and the Fed is projecting possibly another three percentage points of rise, uh, bonds are not going to be looking good for some time now. So we would tell you, we believe there is absolutely uh, bond alternatives that will, you know, be able to substantially do better than the bond world. The one thing is I, we talked about in the last uh, segment was, you know, interest rate again with bonds, they bonds work like teeter totters. So if interest rates continue to rise, like the projection is, then I would tell you for my clients, we're staying away from bonds right now. Uh, We could bring up the a word as a great alternative because the annuity allows us to participate with some equity uh, positions, maybe in the S&P 500, or if you wanted to go NASDAQ, uh, Bloomberg, there's all these different options. But the beautiful part about the annuity versus the bond is you don't have interest rate risk and you don't have credit risk. And if that isn't rearing its ugly head right now with bank failures, again, guarantees matter. So we would tell you it's not a great time to invest in bonds right now. And we believe there's some other great alternatives to use instead. Tell you, folks, uh, just to having a plan. I mean, and, and we get into the question and answer portion of the program. It just kind of gives you an idea that, you know, people are going through probably something similar you're going through, but it's not exactly what you're going through. Make sure uh, you have a customized plan to you or if you're retiring as a couple, you know, customized to that couple. Uh, your puzzle pieces are going to be unique and your plan needs to be just as custom. All right, next up, let's stay right here in Seattle. Lisa asking this. Casey, this one's for you. My husband has an IRA uh, rolled over from a prior 401k. Now, recently, we were made aware that he can combine it with his current 401k. What are the pros if if any, and cons to taking that path? Yeah, this is actually a pretty common question, Lisa, um, and, I, and I appreciate you asking it. What I'll say is that you can take that money, uh, roll it into your husband's current 401k, and the pro with that would really just be uh, simplicity. Um, all your money would be in one place. Um, it would be easier to see kind of your financial picture because it's all in that one spot. Um, what I would say from a, a cons perspective, or at least something to think about, is the fact that what are the investment choices inside of your husband's 401k? Uh, Do they really suit what you and your husband are trying to accomplish uh, when it comes to retirement planning? That's the big question. If they do, then rolling it all into that 401k would be great. If you think about that and you realize, well, I don't really know what the investment choices are, or, you know, we feel like we're kind of left on our own and we don't have any guidance in this current 401k, uh, then I would say that would be a negative. That would be a con because, we've got to consider what those choices are. They're not all made the same, uh, especially when you consider the fact that you could take um, your husband's money that's that's now in the IRA that was in an old 401k and invest that however you see fit. Uh, there's a lot more investment choices there. You have more control in that regard. And so that being the case, we want to understand what those are. Um, again, maybe some things that could be clarified with a conversation, but ultimately there is a pros and cons list. And 
really what that boils down to is pro would be simplicity to roll it over. Con would be that if you don't have as much control, you don't have as many investment choices. And so you want to understand what that is. You want to add some of that, Mark? Yeah. And I was just going to say, what we usually see, Lisa, is the exact opposite. We'll usually see the money going from a 401k to the IRA for a couple of different reasons. Casey mentioned the main one. You got to, you're going to have a lot more flexibility and not be governed by the plan rules by having your own IRA. And also you're going to have uh, usually many more investment options. So that to me is the main reason. If I was going to do it, it's usually the other way around. Question and answer portion of the program. Again, we're going to have opportunity for you to get on the calendar to elevated financial management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. See where you are in your planning process. And again, it's all about retirement planning on this program. Auburn's our next question. Daniel's asking this. Mark, I'll throw this one to you. My parents, ages 64 and 57, were talking about life insurance. And then I read on Reddit that it's a scam. Are there benefits I'm not considering? I just want to make sure I protect my parents. <laughs> you know what, Daniel? I am glad you asked this question because this is a subject that for a lot of individuals, there's a lot of confusion, uh, kind of like with annuities and reverse mortgages. Life insurance can fall into this category, especially as we get older. So many believe that life insurance isn't going to have a good place. What Casey and I will tell you Life insurance, depending on what you want to use it for, can be one of the most powerful tools that we have in our financial arsenal to share with clients. If we want to move money to our children, I will just tell you that it is the most powerful tool for a couple of reasons. Number one, I can leverage the money, meaning if I have $1 and I can give $4 uh, or $3 to my kids tax-free, where can I do that with what other type of investment? So again, depending on what you want that money to do, it also can be the cheapest form if I want to use term insurance uh, to, to buy something to do protection of a mortgage or a spouse over a certain period of time. But the problem is when that term is up, you won't have anything left unless you convert it to a permanent type policy. So again, we want to be very cognizant of what we want that life insurance to do, but absolutely it is not a scam. It can be one of the most powerful tools that you'll ever have. And I think Casey got some to add to that. Yeah. I'll just highlight that. Uh, sometimes when we read things on the internet, um, what it is, is it's one person's circumstance and they felt that they were being scammed by somebody, maybe in this circumstance that you're talking about, Daniel, um, and so maybe for them, it wasn't a good investment. Maybe they did receive improper advice. Maybe it didn't work for them or what, whatever type of investment we're talking about. But when it comes to life insurance as a whole, there is a great benefit there. Definitely something that we want to consider. What it really boils down to is what are we trying to accomplish? That's that's what it is, right? And and then from there, if you're working with somebody who, a fiduciary who has your best interests at heart, somebody who's going to help give you all that information properly for your circumstance, then you can start to dial in as to what the correct investment is. Life insurance for certain purposes is hands down the best choice. Um, but it, it's all circumstantial and kind of depends, right? And so I think that's the point that Mark is trying to illustrate um, is there's a few scenarios where that's the absolute right answer. And there's a few scenarios where it could be one of the answers, but maybe there's something else to consider too. And so again, that's why we're always highlighting a conversation. We're always highlighting a plan 
because so much of this is situational. It's not one size fits all. We cannot sit here and say everybody needs life insurance, but we also can't sit here and say nobody needs it. So it's really a one-on-one thing. We've got to consider it on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, I think that's a perfect illustration. I mean, one size doesn't fit all. I mean, you guys uh, need to have custom plans, need to have that conversation. Final question, and then we're going to open up the spots on the calendar. Federal Way, Roger asking this. Casey, this one's for you. My wife wants me to work until I'm a little bit over 60 years old. I've shown her the calculations and she still doesn't think we have enough to retire. Anyone else having this problem? And if so, uh, how do you convince your significant other that retirement, yes, is indeed possible? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Roger. I appreciate that. We've actually had this question come up quite a few times um, and something that we've talked about quite a bit. And, you know, those calculations uh, really do a lot of those calculators that you find online. They can paint a nice picture of what things look like in the future. I'll just say this. There's lots of unknowns. There's lots of things that a calculator can't tell you. Um, and that's the situational piece of it. That's the piece that's unique to you and your spouse. And so convincing your spouse, they might just look at that and think, well, I know that this isn't what you do on a day-to-day basis, right? So what things are we not considering? What things do we not have an answer to? And um, we've had this exact scenario. Somebody came into our office, one spouse felt absolutely confident, the other didn't quite believe it. And after looking at everything together, that's what helps build the confidence in that second spouse, having an open conversation and everybody getting on the same page. And so that's really what it is, is having a plan. If you've got a plan, everybody's in agreement, that's how you do it. Q&A in the books. Now it's time to open up those five spots. Mark, we've got five of them. What's going to happen for these five callers? Yep. Please call in. We're going to put together a written plan for you that's put together by a certified financial planner. We're going to look at your tax situation for you. We're going to look at your income and make sure you have everything that you need in that regard. We're going to look at cash flow analysis. And we're also going to help you to look at any uh, legacy planning that you might want to do. So please pick up the phone and call and get your own written plan. All right. Five spots. Here's the number 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Call it now. 866-668-3625. Another edition of Elevate Your Wealth in the Books. We'll see you on the radio next week. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company not guaranteed by a bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.